I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, we've got Dan Valens. He's the owner of Valer, and he's going to be talking manual transmission clutches with us. And there's a few questions we've gotten as far as like what type of fluid to run in a G56 and how to know you're getting the right clutch for your power level. And we also wanted to ask him about some common questions that they get over the phone, you know, day in and day out. And we know that he's a big sled puller and he's getting ready to hit the track all over the country and wanted to ask him, you know, what, what does he change with this setup? Where, what's the first event he's going to be at? What are some things that he's looking forward to? So we definitely appreciate his time today chatting with us and answering your guys' questions. Before we get to the podcast, though, we want to encourage you guys, if you're listening on any of the podcast apps out there, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Just search the Diesel Podcast, click subscribe, hit the notification button so you get notified right away when we release an episode. We've got a lot of really cool things coming up. We've got a lot of guys that have their trucks are going to have them on video for us. So when we're talking to them on the podcast, you're going to see their truck right behind them so if you want to see you know, different uh you know things with the the engine or just the setup the way it looks youtube's going to give you a more in-depth experience with that and also if there's any questions or show suggestions that you have we also encourage you guys to send us a message you can send them on instagram just search the deuce podcast or facebook let us know either company you'd like to hear from or if there's a product or a trend or really anything that you want to know more about just shoot us a message we'll make sure and get it on an episode all right, let's get to the podcast with Dan and chatting about manual transmissions and his sled pulling truck. Dan, welcome how's back. Your pod- how's all your podcast been going? Pretty good? Yeah, it's been going pretty good. We've been uh, staying busy. There's lots of topics for us to go over, and it seems like every week or every month there's something new on diesel. So we've, yeah, uh, we do have people, we do have people call in and say, hey, they heard us on the podcast. So, so yeah, that's cool. yeah. Our, la- our last one we did with, uh, you know, just talking about clutches was was really popular. So we're we're glad to have you back on today and be able to chat with you, catch up in 2021, and see what uh, you and Flair Clutch have been up to. Well, been busy. I mean, we we never shut down for COVID, or our sales are up 25 percent in 2020 over 2019. 2021's uh, off to a record start, but we just can't keep up with with parts at the at the moment because so many suppliers are having problems just staying up with parts right now. So, I, and I think that's a uh, issue for the whole industry, not just us. Yeah. I think, I think with the pandemic, just the whole global supply chain and domestically has just been affected to where that we are so used to that, you know, Amazon kind of order, or, you know, you order something in the morning, get the tracking number in the afternoon and that's not the same anymore. It's just changed on us. Technology just, just the people are so impatient now. I ordered it two hours ago. I don't have it yet. <laughs> where's, where's my tracking number? I don't see it on the UPS site. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But now with, with people that have been calling you guys over the last year, you know, are they, you think they're taking this time to, to do upgrades that they've always wanted to do? Or are they doing more, you know, kind of, yeah, you know, for us, uh, it's a little different than a lot of people. You have to have a clutch. If you got a manual truck, you have to have a clutch to get your truck going. It's not like, Oh, well, I'll put that off. My clutch is out. You really can't put that off. Um, but but the clutch business for us has been been real good. Uh, I can't complain any. Um, just this COVID crap, we just get past it. We'll be doing okay. So I think we're all ready for that to be done. And I know you know with diesel and racing and events. I mean, those were all <clears throat> pretty much done. 
truck pulling for me. You know that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we see you posting on Instagram. Yeah, we got a brand new engine. Be, should be back in the truck. And then we got a first pull in three weeks. We don't even got an engine in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Typical puller, right? So we'll have that We'll have that, that covered pretty soon. So, um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, been a rough year with all the closers. We ne- we never closed. We never wore any masks. Nobody here ever got sick. I got two locations. Nobody ever got sick at either location. Um, I have some haters that, oh, you you guys don't wear masks. I said, well, if you don't like that, you don't have to do business with us. So I mean, or you can order it online. But um, none of us have really got sick. But then again, we're not in a major city. We're way out here in Middle Wells, Texas. Population fourteen thousand and. We're sitting on a hundred acres. We don't have any neighbors by us. Um, so that's uh, a pretty secluded area. So we feel pretty confident with what we do. I'm really curious to see what happens with a lot of time that I think some of the racers, pullers, and uh, you know, some of the, the companies that have race vehicles, they're going to come out with this year because there was you know, a lot of time to kind of step back and think, okay, what are we going to do with our setup? What might we change? And I, I think it's going to be a huge leap forward in what we see, you know, either pulling or, at the drag strip oh yeah well um, yeah we have changed some things up just trying to make our product better we continually try to make our product better um we've had a lot of success with that um as far as new models there's really not any new manual trucks coming out anymore so um, i think that the next thing that we're going to try to do is design a clutch to fit the new 10 bolt crankshaft in the coming so those guys We'll be able to convert those trucks to manuals that we see a lot of calls for that already um, so so that's something that we're working on and and um, hopefully we'll make some headway with that in the next couple of months so anytime i see a truck for sale and it's either i'd say a five nine common rail and it's a manual transmission people just gravitate towards it and they want it and it has its own following that's really really strong yeah i mean it's it's hit and miss on that there you know drag racers well the automatic's going to win every time. I mean, there's some manuals that are pretty damn quick, but if you're really into drag racing, the automatic, you can't ship that bad. Some people claim they can, but we'll see on race day. Consistently, I say you probably can't. Um, I'd, I'd like it to be true that, that they beat, but these truck transmissions really don't seem to me that they're, they're made for speed shifting. Now, um, one of our better customers is Cody over at Super, Super Sticks Transmissions. Now, he builds some pretty, pretty wicked transmissions over there, but I don't know. There's, there's still a lot of people want manuals over the Dodge automatics. <laughs> I think it's the control and just the, it's almost nostalgia. And especially if you think of a fourth or fifth gen or something where you have all those, you have the interior, you have all the creature comforts, you have the technology, and then you can row gears with it. I mean, what's not cool about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, what? if you're towing a manual seems to me be definitely better and easier to be able to control your load. Yeah. Um, if you're just daily driving it, your automatic works pretty well too. But towing, I would I would lean towards a manual problem. What are some common questions that you guys get when somebody calls up and they're looking for a clutch? What do they ask you guys, or, or you know, what is what do you constantly hear on the on the phone when people call in? You know, like, the, the, you know first thing we're going to know is you know what your model your truck is, what kind of modifications you've done to your truck. Um, what kind of horsepower you think you may have, what size tires you got, what gear ratios you got, what what do you use your truck for, how hard you drive. Those are all legitimate questions to, to be able to determine 
the correct clutch. If somebody's just selling you a clutch because they're selling you the biggest, baddest clutch they have, that's probably not the right choice. And you can overclutch a vehicle. A lot of people are not aware of that. They think, oh, get the biggest clutch you can get, and that'll solve your problem no matter what you're going to do. But that's simply not true either. So uh, your your clutch should be matched to your power levels. Um, there, there are a few exceptions to the rule, but not a whole lot. So, you know, the, the biggest question I get to me is, um, hey, Dan, um, I need a clutch that I can tow with, I can sled pull, I can drag race. I just laugh. I'm like, you know what? There's so many variables in, in that statement right there. I mean, well, how do you drive? What do you got for horsepower? How long you got to slip the clutch for you take off? What gear you pull the sled in? I mean, and people don't realize that. They just, oh, you know, so they go buy a dual disc, they go hook it to the sled, they burn it up, and they're like, oh, well, my clutch didn't hold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's not – there's not a one shoe fits all for that. If you're, if you're into sled pulling, um, street sled pulling is risky. I mean, the, the street class, when they, when they pull and they also drive it on the street, they all try to run hero gear. They burn their clutch up. They don't understand why, um, you know, we are truck pullers here. So for us, the truck setup is really key. If you're going to, if you're going to truck pull, um, I realize it's fun in, in the open class or the street class, but there's a lot of risk there when you're still trying to drive something with street gears in it and run big RPMs and big gears on the track. It's probably not going to work out for you too much. That's one of the challenges I see with it is like with an automatic, you're going to get what you get. And I, granted, there's a lot of customization and, and options with stall speed and that'll affect drivability. But other than that, it's going to shift how the computer or the solenoid tells it to do it. And a lot of it's out of your control, but with, a manual transmission, you're in control of pretty much everything. And so I imagine you had mentioned, you know, over clutching a truck. And I imagine that would be somebody who, you know, buys more clutch than they need. And then with the driving feel or the clutch engagement or something like that, they're just not happy with it because it's too aggressive that for what they be, have. That could be, you know, you got to remember that what kills a clutch is going to be heat. So, um, they go buy a clutch that has a uh, high, high horsepower rating. It has a quick engagement. Um, they don't have enough power to just let off on the on the pedal and go. So they got to ride the clutch a little bit to be able to get it to, to take off. What they don't realize is when they're riding that clutch like that, they're heating that clutch up. And then when you heat it up and then you, you engage it, uh, a lot more risk that you'll burn your clutch up. So just like the, the, the farm boys, you know, they – they're always in the field towing real heavy and stuff. And they, they throw 37 inch tall tires on their truck. And they're like, what do you got for gears? Well, whatever the factor come with, well, there's your problem. You don't need more of a clutch. You need to re-gear your truck and try to get that under control. So uh, we, we have a lot of discussions about that here at our shop and, and whatnot. So It's amazing how much goes into this. Like you mentioned, re-gearing. And I've done some episodes on that and how important it is, especially on the newer trucks where they're being geared for you know, emissions and emissions components and things like that. They're not necessarily geared for the ultimate towing experience or the ultimate daily driving experience. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah 38s and 342s on your truck. You're going to burn any damn clutch up that you put in it. I yeah. mean, it's not going to help you. I mean, the bigger clutch, sure, it worked for a little bit, but it's just like truck pulling. I mean, you could have a uh, street dual disc that say you're in a, in a street class and, you're burning it up if you're trying to run direct drive with your 500 horsepower truck and 35 inch tall tires. You go pound four disc in there, you're going to burn it up too. You got to get your truck fed up right. They had the same thing with towing 
not just truck pulling, but the same same thing with like towing towing trailer. You're towing thirty thousand pound trailers, and you tow a set of thirty fives on your truck all of a sudden. And did you take in consideration what your gears were? And now that's going to take a lot more power to be able to take off, or maybe that you're going to have to flip that clutch a lot to take off. So all that needs to be thought about when you're when you're doing that. I think that's one of the first things people do when they get a truck is they do wheels and tires and then they're going back really to stuff. Quit asking people on Facebook so much. Call the manufacturers, call a couple of different manufacturers, ask them because although there are some knowledgeable people out there on Facebook, everybody should have to wear some kind of badge or something so you know, you know, oh, this guy here <laughs> shit or this guy here, this guy here. He he's done a lot of them, you know. So but there's so many people I got such bad advice and I like won't bite my tongue sometimes. I can't. Even, there's so much of it I can't even correct them all. So a lot of times I'm like, "Well, shit." And you see one of your customers, and you're like, "Oh, shit, he's gonna have." <laughs> Here's a big one. I see all these guys on the internet that try to tell me that when you can, there's a lot of conversions that people are taking 68 REs and they're converting them to G56, NB5600, or whatever. A lot of people will tell you on the internet, and if you look on eBay, a 48 RE or G56 flywheel house and 68 are all the same. They are not. The 68 RE is 300,000 of an inch deeper. You are going to have clutch problems. It may not show up today, but eventually you are. I have people on the internet every day tell me, oh, they're the same. I'm like, no, they're not. So much bad information out there. So, um, and it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you stop it. I try to tell them all, but they don't listen. I'm an old man. They don't listen. <laughs> Young guy, no, no guy. <laughs> well, you had mentioned. He, he did four of them in his mom, on his sister cousin's garage. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all good. I try to help everybody I can with it. They buy a clutch for me. I see guys with my competitor clutches. And for some strange reason, I feel like helping them out when I see what they're doing wrong. And it's right there in front of me and I can see it. Um, that's just the way I am. I mean, I feel like if you help the people, the people will help you. So, and I get a lot of compliments for that because I'm all over social media all the time trying to help people lead them the right direction, even though all their buddies know more. <laughs> yeah, I think so that's how it is. So. Well, it can be overwhelming too as a truck owner because there's so many places to get information now, whereas 15 years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago, there wasn't. And so now it's like, you can go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, you can go on YouTube comments, you can go on you know, tons of other places. And so you hear 10 different opinions on the same thing. They might not all be wrong. They might all have elements of things that are correct, but it's so hard as a truck owner to decide, well, you know, what am I going to do? Who to believe and who not to believe. Yeah. Again, call the manufacturer because the manufacturer is not going to try to give you bad advice. It's going to call this product to come back. So no matter what, it's like I learned a long time ago that working on your own cars, well, that's only good if you really know what you're doing. My brother, he's a mechanic. One time I, I changed a part and it was wrong. got real expensive. And I asked my brother to come over. He come over and he pointed something out that was real simple. I said, that can't be it. He said, that is it. And I changed it. It was it. it was, you know, and I'm like, wow. So what I learned was if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to go take it to a shop and get an estimate and try to figure out what's, what it is I need to fix. So um, do it yourself. Eh? That's good. As long as you know what you're doing, I guess. But just changing parts out, you know, well, to try to find a problem gets expensive real quick. Well, let's see. Kind of it's just like clutches. I got a lot of guys that come up here and they buy a clutch and they want to take it to a mechanic and get it put in. And then they got a problem. And then the mechanic tells them, well, you brought me this clutch. It's your problem. You want me to take it back out? Pay me again to take it out. I got some real good advice. Buy your clutch from the guy that's putting it in. Why would you do that? It's like insurance. If 
if you buy your clutch from the guy putting it in, you're right. He might have made $75 on you or something. But if that clutch has a problem and has to come back out, you ain't going to have to pay for it again. He's going to have to do it. I think it's the comfort and the, and the, uh, the accountability. Like, you know, if I take some advice on social media and it's not right, there's no accountability for my purchase, the labor I paid to have something installed that there's nothing there. But if somebody calls, you know, say you and says, Hey, I've got a, like you mentioned 68 RFE. I want to do a G56 swap. Can I just reuse, reuse the adapter plate? You say, no, it's not going to work. We need to do this because you don't want to deal with this person that does this swap uses your clutch to do it. And then two months later, six months later, the clutch is burned up because the adapter plate wasn't right. So you have an interest in it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you now I've had some, I've had some clutches that were very troublesome to troubleshoot only to find out later that he had a 68 RE housing on there. He never mentioned that one time he converted his truck. He never mentioned one time he had that converter on there. We, we had one guy with a triple street, triple disc, but man, he had it in and out 10 times. Never crossed my mind. He did that. So one day I seen a picture of the, the front hub and the splines in it. And I could look down there and tell they weren't the, the input shaft wasn't going all the way through. So I said, do you, did you convert this from an auto? He said, I did. I said, did you change that? He said, I didn't. And then bam, I never heard from him again. I guess he don't like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he used to call me like once a month. Now he don't even call me no more. <laughs> Fix his truck and he's gone. So, man, yeah, you know, we're just a phone call away, man. We, we're we more than glad to help you make a good decision, give you some advice. Um, at our shop, we don't try to sell you the highest dollar clutch that's out there. We try to sell you the clutch that you need for your truck. So, eh, it is what it is, but that's how we are. Now, there are, you had mentioned a, a lot of people calling asking to do – that, you know, they want to swap for their new, their new trucks. Do you think that's going to be something that, that really takes off, say in the, the Dodge market where I think, I think manuals, I mean, they're still popular. People still want them. People still love them probably because they held on to them longer than Ford and GM did. But, you know, do you see that as something that, you know, people are really going to want and, and can you accommodate it with, with uh, the clutch and just the expertise that you guys have, somebody calls up and says, Hey, I want to convert this. Do you have a product for me? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to be able to offer kids to be able to do that, but there's so many parts you got to go out and hunt down to, to be able to get all the conversion done. There are some people that are doing it. that done hundreds of them at this point. There's some real accurate lists running around. So the individual could figure out pretty easy, uh, what parts he needed, but getting all them parts together is not as easy as it sounds. So a lot of times you're probably better off buying a, a wreck truck and just getting all the parts out of it and just selling everything back off again when you get that out. But, um, you know, all the little parts, the pedals, the bushings, the clips, the, the interior, I mean, all that you got to hunt down if you're going to do, if you're going to do it right. So, um, but, but there are some people doing it and just like manual transmissions, you know, take the guy at super stick. He's now building, uh, billet input internals uh, all shafts and gears for billet internals i don't know how that's going to work out i hope it works out great um but how long will the manual transmissions live they're not making anymore right now so they're going to get more expensive down the road that was always a question that people uh, would ask and i never really knew how to answer it was will will a manual transmission hold up better to power than an automatic and I think when I was researching it, what I always found was just the internal components would almost be a limiting factor in the past where there weren't billet parts. And you think that'll change, you know, see what the, 
the holding capacity is going to be on them in a, say, a performance application, not so much on the street, but say sled pulling or something like that. Well, a manual on, on truck pulling, if you run direct, direct drive, it's probably going to outlast the automatic in truck drive. But the problem is a lot of people don't have enough power to run direct drive. Um, I, Cody, I was listening to some stuff that guy was talking about on him, and, and I heard him saying that the biggest problem was not case flex on the aluminum case for the G56. He was talking about the biggest problem were gears breaking and getting between other gears, pushing apart and breaking everything else in the trans. So if he comes up with a, a gear that doesn't chip off or doesn't break, then he's going to he maybe eliminate that problem. So I heard, oh, hope it works out great, but time will tell. You know, if you, you make something, these boys are going to test it. Guarantee it. <laughs> They're going to test it out. So. Well, since I got you on the podcast, I actually thought of a question that I have gotten so many times and another one I don't know how to answer. When it comes to the fluid to put in, let's say, a G56, yeah, what, what, what's your opinion on that? What, what should people use? Oh, well, the biggest, the biggest one going right now seems to be Hot Shot Secret. I have not tried it personally myself. I mean, we, we still push the uh, Bogle Delvac 50 weight. We still push the uh, Casserole CD50. Uh, we are going to start trying some of the hot shot secret, um, but who knows? I mean, I, w- I would probably like, you're asking me that question, but we should more ask that question to somebody like Cody at Super Sticks Transmissions that rebuilds these transmissions because he would know a lot more than I would about how it affects the transmission. Because I know if you get the, the wrong fluid in there, your, your transmission may not shift. So I had that experience myself before on a 4500. Brand new transmission. I filled it up before I got to my house, 14 miles down the road. It wouldn't shift. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I got to looking and oh man, I put the wrong fluid in there. Went back, put the right fluid in there. Yeah, it shifts just fine. So, I mean, ask the transmission guy on that question. I'll have to I'll have to do some research on that, see if we can get him on the podcast. And I know that's a popular topic. I think it especially with uh like the G fifty six crowd, is I always see posts and you well, know, you, look at the G, you look at the G56, it's made from 05 and a half all the way to 18 and 19, whenever they quit making it. You know? The NV5600, it's short-lived. It was it was like 2000, some 99, 2000 models with small shaft, 2001 to 2005. I mean, the G56, way bigger numbers. I mean, three, three four times the numbers. So a, a G56, a two-wheel drive and a four-wheel drive is the same transmission. All you got to do is change it. To change the seal and a flange if if you need a two-wheel drive one. So uh, if it was me and I was converting something, I'd probably go to G56 just for strictly that reason that there's more parts available and that my opinion is the G56 t- tends to shift better than the NV5600 or the NV4500. But I guess everybody got their own opinion about that too. Yeah, it can it can definitely be tough yeah. to, to source some of the 5600 stuff. That uh, is out there now for for your truck. What what do you have in your your sled pulling truck for transmission? Truck? Yeah, I have a drop box, SCS drop box and reverser and a four disc clutch unit. So the truck makes north of fifteen hundred horsepower. That's probably pretty fun to take a take to the track and pull with. Yeah, that's right. That, we had a real good year last <laughs> year with that. You know, we, we won the diesels and dark corner deal, and then we won the Cowtown Showdown in Kansas City both nights and second place in Kentucky in the horsepower and horse country. And we were the Texas uh, points champion in 2020. And um, 
you know, my mechanic quit me at the end of the year. I've been very depressed. Two weeks ago, he came back to work for me. So we are blowing and going, and we're fit to have one hell of a year pulling again. So turned out he just held out for more money, I think. <laughs> 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 and it worked. Hey. <laughs> I need you. I need you, baby. Come on. Come on. So, now we're all happy, man. I've been having to work on that truck for a couple of months myself back there. And I'll get it done, but being older, you know, it's harder to get under or get on top of it. Yeah. Phillip's like six foot five, six foot six. He can reach right over the valve cover and grab it. You know, like, <laughs> hey, come on back, man. I need your help. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good, though. When his dad, his dad goes every pool with us, helps us out, too. So, when's the, uh, when's the first uh, event or pool that you're going to take it out to? Uh, April 16th in DeLeon, Texas. That's testing tune. And April 17th is the first Texas pool. So hopefully I got my engine in in three weeks. <laughs> we need to make a trip to Kentucky real quick, try to pick it up. <laughs> there you go. That'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, we, we use uh, we use O'Brien Diesel. We've had really, really good luck with, with the O'Brien Diesel power package. So we're sticking with it. Now, as far as past that, uh, how, how far out do you plan on traveling to uh... – well, we are going to Georgia again. Oh, cool. Um, probably, we'll probably do a pool in Ohio, maybe one in Kentucky, Indiana, Missouri. We're thinking about Colorado. I mean, it just depends. So, um, last year we went as far as we went to Pennsylvania, but we couldn't find those hooks down here. Man, that was a long, long haul. I flew, but my driver said it took him two and a half days to get up there. <laughs> two and a half days to get back. That sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's well. If you come to Colorado, you have to let me know. I have to go uh, out there and check out the truck in action and and see it in person. Yeah, I got some. I got some buddies of mine that are pullers in the same class up in Colorado, and they'd like me to come up to at least one of their pools this year, see if I can compete with them. So, well, I know with uh, anytime we talk about clutches, like you mentioned, there's so many variables and options that it really is kind of tough to answer everything. You know, on a on a podcast or even just an email exchange because there's so much involved. If, yeah, and if all these so, trucks are a little bit different. All your driving yeah. habits are a little bit different. All these people are using their trucks up for a little bit different. Hey, so, so I can't, I can't say enough. Call the manufacturer. Manufacturer, let let a manufacturer discuss with you what your needs are. There are some distributors that are that good too, but my personal opinion would be call the manufacturer, discuss with the manufacturer what you need for your truck, and then find the distributor you want to buy it from. Literally. We sell about everybody in the business, so it can be it can be tough because after you know we release a podcast, is we'll get questions, and I can answer some things, but I'm definitely not the expert on most of what we talk about, you know. And so if somebody's listening and they're like, "Well, hey, I got questions about a dual disc or triple disc or single disc or whatever it might be," what's a good way for them to call Valair and be able to chat with you or one of the guys there and ask some of the questions they have about their truck? Well, do you want the phone number? Yeah, well, if that's the best way, or maybe email. Or... I mean, I, I, I email, email my main tech guys, Gary Wolf, G A R Y W O L F at valerieinc.com. He's he's a he's a young guy, so he's big email guy. My sales guys, they're older guys, they're very good tech guys too. They prefer the phone. The phone for them would be 940-468-4085. Um, but if you send us an email, you 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 call us, and the guy that answers the phone or gets the email can't help you he definitely will forward it to somebody that can't help you and we will we will call you back or email you back and get hold of you sometimes we're really really busy so you know we got some guys that call let the phone ring 400 times i mean we can't get to the line we can't get to the line we're not ignoring you we're just we got so many lines sometimes that 
it's Can't hard. Yeah. But we will. If you leave us a message, you know, we, we will call you back. Well, I always enjoy chatting with you, Dan, and uh, hearing about the truck and about just the industry in general. And you've been uh, involved in it and around it for so long that, you know, you've seen so much that it's always great to ask you questions and, and uh, you know, learn a little bit more. So I appreciate you jumping on to uh, the podcast with us today and chatting with us. And, oh, yeah, I, uh, I always enjoy it. And uh, there's always some really cool questions, especially on YouTube is where I see a lot of people like on our last one. There are a lot of people who are asking manual transmission questions on there. And I'm like, no. well, call Dan. <laughs> you know, right now with the stimulus thing, we're so busy. I mean, I guess $1,400 was just enough to buy my clutch. So, yeah. But I can't complain, you know, so it has been good. Always nice to talk to you, my friend, and um, keep the good work up. Don't forget, Diesel fans, if there's any show suggestions that you have for us, you can send those to us on Instagram or Facebook. Just search the Diesel Podcast. Or if you subscribe on YouTube, you can leave a comment. There's a, a lot of really great conversations and ideas that we get for shows there. So we encourage you, even if you're subscribed on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast apps, make sure you go on YouTube search the diesel podcast, subscribe, hit the notification button. And there you're going to get a more in-depth experience with, with the guests. They're going to be on video. I'll be on video. And a lot of times the guests are going to have trucks or products there. So when you guys are watching it, you're going to see exactly what they're talking about until next time, keep the shiny side up.